everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. Jobs once said in a commencement speech that you can pay people to make you money, but you can't pay anyone to carry your cancer. Man, when I heard that, I thought, what matters most is that I'm here right now to brush my children's teeth. You know, lately I've been thinking about my success in things that only I can do. Because in, in 300 years from now, everything we own will be gone. What matters is not the things, it's the people. It's the people that bring legacy, not the things. You know, they say success can be connected to ego, whereas significance is attached to legacy. Significance lives on. Success is what I do for me. Significance is what I do for you. Everything we think about at the end of our lives are the things that cannot be outsourced. Things that only we can do. Things like blow drying your little girl's hair, brushing your boy's teeth, going on a date with your wife. Life has a way of pushing out the important for the urgent. But many times, what seems to be urgent is it's not important. My mom would challenge me to think about the things I'm unchoosing by my choices. She called it the law of the excluded alternative. By choosing one thing, we unchoose everything else. As a kid, it's a challenging concept. She'd say to me, you can choose to play Mario Brothers, but know that you are actively unchoosing to study for your spelling words. So if I'm choosing to stay at work late tonight, I am actively unchoosing time with my wife and my children. I'm actively unchoosing brushing Maggie's teeth. I'm actively unchoosing putting my children to bed. Is it worth the trade? My mom called this the law of the excluded alternative. What are we unchoosing by our choices? The lesson is now paying off. I fully understand that if I choose to stay late at work, I am actively unchoosing time with my wife and my children. Choose well. holidays yeah right <laughs> it was a great time mama took they took all of us to florida i know i saw man that's that's kind of jealous but like you did a full turnaround you flew to florida did the beach got on a plane flew home in time for the book signing which i thought was pretty crazy right yeah right that's, that's my wife that's... she's a nut I mean, it's like, <laughs> she goes no there's at least three hours in between we're okay we'll land and get there in time i'm like oh my god love <laughs> i remember i was literally on my way to the winery because i was meeting up with family there and i was like hey like you th let's just do this like let's grab the books on and so forth it's like yep just touch down in ab i'll see you there I'm right like, oh, okay like this that's is happening man right <laughs> nothing like killing it to hurry the last up second. get home we're gonna sign books tonight that's how prioritized everything is it's right? like so stringent exactly love that about tiff um 
short talk, but there was a lot to unpack in there. So what I think is a cool dynamic too, and I'm going to start doing this moving forward. So as everybody that knows that listens to this, we, it's Randy comes in, we, he does the talk and based on the talk, I fabricate and build questions on that. And we kind of go at it that way. Mm -hmm. I've, we've changed the structure a little bit to where now I get the podcast prior to coming into recording so I can build questions based on what I think the viewer would like. So hopefully this new structure works. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't, we'll go back to the original structure. But I think this is kind of interesting because it's one, I'm going to put you in a situation that's going to have to cause you to almost think I love like, that. not that you don't think, yeah, but, I'm with you. but it's also going to take it to a different element to where it's going to provide a more in-depth based on what the the talk is. So sure. we have the talk and then from the talk, we expand and build it out, which I think is going to be a cool dynamic. Yeah. So <clears throat> question number one, and I'm sure that this structure will eventually unfold itself to not be as a like question one, two, it would be more like a full-blown interview based mm-hmm. on it. But so in the talk, you mentioned that measuring success by actions are uniquely personal, right? Like being there for your children, so on and so forth. Uh, in today's life, can you share how this perspective has shaped your approach to life and success? Mm -hmm. Big time. You know, it took me realizing that there is no end point to success. You know, every goal we set will be broken by you or someone else, right? So success is actually the journey. It's not an end point. It's not a goal. There is no end goal that you reach and you've arrived and there you are and it's over. Because if you do that, it really is over. So success is not the goal. What the goal is, is significance in your life. And significance is what I do for you, what I do for Maggie, what I do for Joseph, what I do for Natalie, what I do for Tiff, what I do for the guests at the winery, what I do for everyone that I work for. Because whatever I want to have in my life, if I can find a way to give it to you, I now have it. This realization was huge for me. And it took John Maxwell saying it. I remember the day he goes, success is what I do for me. Significance is what I do for you. I thought, oh my gosh, connect that with the element that there is no end point to success because you'll always be chasing that thing. Whereas significance, now you have real contentment, real peace, real joy in seeing the outcome of I'm there with my middle girl, Maggie. We're brushing her teeth. We walk over, we get in bed. I'm rubbing her back. She's talking to me. You want to feel joy in this world? You, you, set, you set your life up to do things like that. Because a lot of times we think, I want to be successful, and successful is going to bring me excitement and joy, enthusiasm and fulfillment. And then I'm at work until 10 o'clock at night, and I come home, and I've missed it all. My kids are in bed. My wife's in bed. And there's a sense of hollowness in us. And we're, we feel like, what did I miss out on? You're missing, you're missing out on your life. Interesting. Wow. I feel like that's also a lot to unpack, too. Not that I'm going to unpack it all like that, but and I like how you... You're setting up your life for those moments. So it's almost like you're putting all the work in now so that it, the brushing of the teeth comes natural, things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm using brushing of the teeth because that was the mm-hmm. example. But mm-hmm. there's a level of engagement. I remember when Joseph was a young boy, I remember sitting there, you know, I'd be brushing his teeth. He's like, you know, two years old and, you know, two, two and a half years old. I'm brushing his teeth and he's struggling, fighting, and it's not fun. You know what I mean? And it's something that you think, man, it's like, I just, it's such an uncomfortable, not fun thing. There's toothpaste flying all over the place and he's just, it's a mess, right? And he's struggling and trying to keep his mouth open. And I think to myself, you have to be very engaged in your family as a dad to be in the spot where you're sitting there brushing your boy's teeth. And I remember thinking, there's no better place for me to be than right here, right now brushing this boy's teeth. Wow. But it all starts with finding your significance, right? It starts with aligning priorities, peace of mind. Remember I painted that picture where 
a guy comes home from work from being late at the office till 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and they've he've he's missed the evening. You know, you missed dinner, you missed going to bed, you missed all that type of stuff. And the guy feels has a sense of emptiness. Why mm-hmm. do I not feel fulfilled? Because I'm I was so successful today at work. I made I made 50 grand today at work. I should feel fulfilled. Why do I have a sense of emptiness? Well, what they're doing is they're chasing success and not significance. And it's the law excluded alternative. If you choose dollars for people, you will always feel empty. <sighs> I, I I almost, I agree, but I kind of, I, I don't know if I, it's a challenge. I don't know what it would be. Cause like, maybe I'm getting the terms mixed up in my own head then, right? Chasing significance or chasing success. Cause I feel like you work enough, you work hard enough so that you can then have the time. Yeah. Like I love the idea of outsourcing. Like I love outsourcing my time to, I'd rather pay somebody something that's really good at doing what they're doing. Like I love, I love doing that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for multiple reasons. One, it's almost like the accountability is pushed on, right? Like if someone comes to me and says, I'm really good at this, I'm good at this. I want to do this, yada, yada, yada. I go, okay, great. So then this is what we've discussed. This is whatever, what's your rate? I always ask, well, then what's your rate? This is what it is. Okay. Then Thank you. You've come to me. This is what happens. If I think we can work together, this is going to happen. But then I'm outsourcing all of that to you mm-hmm. to then buy my time back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. So <sighs> Nathaniel is at the winery right now making wine, so I don't need to be there. Of course. Yeah. But during this, but you don't get to that level of success without sacrificing the journey of significance. No? Well, you can get you to that I'm level. Going? I do. You get to that level of success by working harder on yourself than you do on your job. Money's attracted to value, period. Right. The reason a Ferrari costs a lot is it has a lot of value to it. They've worked really hard and meticulous and made it absolutely perfect. That's why it's worth what it is. A uh, an old, you know, 1996 VW bug, right, isn't worth so much because it's not built with the same meticulous manner that the Ferrari is. So money's attracted to value. How much effort's being put into this? Most people put effort into themselves learning all through high school and then college. And after college, they don't read one more book the rest of their life. And if you want to be successful, work harder on yourself than you do on your job and money will find you because money's attracted to value. It's the way it is. It's just that simple. If you want to make money and you want to be successful financially, find ways to make yourself more valuable and the money will find you. But by doing that, you're sacrificing those moments with kids, family, no? Well, no, I don't think so, Ralph. No? <laughs> now, driving here today, I listened to a book on the drive here. How many people do you know? Every minute that you're in the car, you're listening to a book. Every second. I mean, you, we waste most of our day. Most of the day gets completely wasted by just doing nothing, by thinking, I'm going to relax. You know, I tell people, design a life that you love to live in so you don't have to go on vacation from it. You know, you don't, you don't feel wow. like I want to relax. I want to just, I want to take, I want to have it easy. I read a post that says, you know, joy and excitement in life is not a latte. It's living a life that you actually love, that you don't need the break from. I love the winery. I love being around people. There's a sentence I read from a, um, Mahatma McConaughey's book. Uh, green lights. Green lights. Yeah. I started reading that too. Thank oh, you for this, Jet. Great stuff, right? This isn't a plug either for the book. No, it's a great it's book. actually like it's cool. Matthew reads it. It's yep. it's, oh, it's a really cool it book. It's powerful stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. At the end of his book, he says, you know, we want to live our life in a way that at the end of our life, we don't need to sit on the back porch facing the woods. We can sit on the front porch facing the people. That spoke volumes to me. Unbelievable volumes. Because there's extreme power in in having peace and content that 
here I am, you see me, I see you, and you can see right through me. And I have peace of mind and I know who I am and I'm comfortable with being around you. It's huge, huge. Mm. Most people want to escape from their life. They want to escape from society. They want to go to a, a desert island where there's no one there and just lay alone. Interesting. During the two, not two words, but it stood out that, especially with prioritizing, there has to be a definitive difference between something that's urgent and something important. Mm -hmm. I think today, I mean, I'm a victim of this too. I confuse the two. I think something's important when in reality it's just urgent and Mm -hmm. vice versa. Diana, Mm -hmm. she'll correct me Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. too much. She'll be like, Ralph, like you don't have to email right now. Like they just sent it to you. Why is it? And I'm like, I have those priorities. Like that is important, but Mm -hmm. my mentality behind it is, well, and maybe it's because it's the upbringing, not with my family, but just in the industry that I work in, because mm-hmm. the industry that I work in, it's cutthroat. It's very competitive across the mm-hmm. board. And I know that if I don't answer emails, somebody will right. answer emails. Right. So it's. No, I'm with you. Well, do you, see, do you talk, see the struggle absolutely. I'm having There's though? A struggle. It's like, how do you make, yeah. what's the determination? Like, right. what's the determining factor? Cause exactly. I know at the snap of a finger, mm-hmm. someone could go, you know what? He doesn't answer emails. I'm going to the Ooh, next person that on. will. And then yep. you go. Hey, sorry. It's like, uh, we've already, yeah. we've progressed this way. And you mm-hmm. go, oh. it's, it's more, uh, I'm with you hundred percent. You've heard me sit, sit here in this podcast room, talk about being on the do it now program. Do it now, do it now, do it today. You get that email respond immediately. You know, the, they say the world gives, gives its prizes to those who wait only to things that are left over from those who hustle, right? We want to do it now. I think it's about seasons, and there, there's a quote that we have to embrace and, and love. And I remember the first time I heard it, I was at Star Medical. I was in the back office rearranging the entire warehouse. So there's equipment everywhere, but I needed a new system. And I'm listening to a book and I heard the quote and I was struggling with this concept of like, how could it be that I should be on the do it now program, do it right now, but also spend my time in ways that brings me peace of mind. How could that possibly be the same thing? How can I be the same person? Because they, they're polar opposites. Ralph Wilder Emerson captures it. He says, the fool's consistency are the hobgoblins of little minds. I remember taking those earbuds out going, oh my gosh. So there it is. You have to embrace both at the exact same time. And there are times in our lives where we have to work like crazy, like hustle like a crazy person. If you're starting a business, you will never have balance in your life. You're going to work all the time. You're never going to stop. But then what will happen is hopefully you can get your business up and going. And by the way, it makes it easier when everyone in your household is on board with starting your business. I believe this. If a man is trying to start a business and his wife is against him, don't do it. You are going to lose that battle. You are never going to make it. Your wife must be on board with your business. She has to be. That's like that's like being a boat with someone where someone's rowing one way, and the other person's rowing the other way. You're going to spin in a circle. That's how the boat works. And I believe that if, if a guy says, I, I have this dream, or a girl, I have this dream, and I want to do this, and, and she goes to her husband, he goes to her wife, his wife, and goes, look, this is what I want to do. And they go, I believe in you. Let's make this happen. Let's dedicate ourselves to this. Let's go full throttle. And we know we're going to work hard and we're never going to have balance. You know, starting a business, I, I analogy it like, like we're going to walk on a tightrope on a windy day. You don't just get balance and just stroll. You know, starting a business is you're rebalancing every second all the time because the moment you're balanced, something new hits you and throws you off balance. Then you got to rebalance again and something hits you again, rebalance again. I mean, every problem that every business owner goes through, they all go through the same problems. Just at different levels? 
Well, the big, the bigger the business you get, the bigger problems you get. Mm-hmm. You know, so the smaller the business, the smaller the problem, the smaller the person. So there's John Maxwell calls it the law of the lid. How high is your leadership lid? And everybody has a lid. He goes, some people are at a two, some people are at a three, some people are at a ten. And the higher your lid, the higher or, your organization can go. And the goal is to understand what your lid is, and then see if you can find people to bring into your organization that have a higher lid than you. But the challenge of that is generally people that are with a lid of ten, they don't want to work for someone with a lid of eight. So a lot of times because you're more passionate about their business or their vision than well, they have more abilities to grow the business. I see. They have a a broader perspective. They can see the world from a a a higher a higher point of view, a a larger vision, a higher you know visionary. They're a bigger visionary. You know, like so. Put it like this: Gallo, the Gallo family. Mm -hmm. Gallo has a bigger lid than I do in the wine industry. Gallo's worldwide. Blue Ridge is a regional business in Pennsylvania. Their lid is global. My lid is Eastern Pennsylvania. I I can't I don't I don't I can't get my head around selling wine in a France. Global scale. I see what you're saying. You can't right. on a global scale. Right. It doesn't lit- make sense to you. Does that make sense I, to I, say? I can't get my, right. I can't get my head around it. I don't I don't want to do it. I don't want to conquer that. I'm too scared to do it, too stressed out to do it. I don't want to take on that weight. They're, and they might go, well, this is easy. Well, I, I can't. I'm not there. Their lid's higher than mine. Do you think you can get there? If you wanted to. I know you said that you, it, if right, you, if you I mean, I, I don't, anything's possible, right? We should use it to our advantage. So, yeah, of course, you, you could if you wanted to. Like in a ski racing world, I, I love, I want to race, the, I want to enter the world, the world Cup again. Can I do that? Of course I can. You know, am I there today? No, not right now. But I, I was in the past. And, you know, my saying, if you want to do what someone did, do what they did, and you'll do what they do. So I need to do what Randy did then to do what Randy wants to do now. And you Simple. find that same motivation, though? Same thing. Wow. You should, you should see my rollerblades at home. Really? <laughs> yep. Picking up a rowing machine tomorrow. No way, oh, yeah. man. Absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. Absolutely. I got, I got my 5K down to the 20. Wow. Oh, I love the wow, pain. Wow, you're gung-ho about right? it. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I did have one more question. It was more about the Excludal alternative, but I, I think... By the way, people that are listening, like that was one question or no, two questions. Yeah. And I have a list of 10. That's awesome. We're not going to jump too much into it. Just the structure is kind of working. We kind of just, we start one way and we just go off this, not a beaten path because it all circles it back. Mm -hmm. But the question I had with the law of excludable alternative, and there was also, we talked about it in last week's episode also, which is, and this keeps coming up a lot. And I, right. So what things start coming up a lot. It's like, oh, well, Ralph, maybe you should start thinking about this because it's coming up more than once. Um, the question I have here is, so you said your mom taught you about the law of excludable alternative. How has understanding the concept impacted your decision-making both in a professional life and a personal life? Because they both coincide. So, and especially, I mean, maybe not to you, for me right now where I'm, I'm at that business owner stage where it's like, if I get a call at 10 o'clock at night, guess what? If that's bringing money to the table, I'm getting mm-hmm. out of bed. I'm sure. putting my clothes on right. and I'm going there. Like it just it is like what it. it is. And if I was in your spot, I did the same thing. You know what I mean? So it's like it just it is what it is. Yeah. But if you're at a different stage in your life now where mm-hmm. it's like now you're not at, you don't need mm-hmm. to do, I, I'm going to say need it because you're at a level where it's like you can source it and do it that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But how has that affected your decision making? Yeah. So example, Ralph, what you just said, if I had a call at 10 o'clock at night, I'm on that call, right? It's you and Diana at home and she understands and she supports you in that. One evening, Tiff and I, Friday night, it was a crazy busy week at Star Medical. I come home, we, we, we're, at, we're sitting at the TV, we start a movie, I press pray, play, my phone rings, a lady in Philadelphia, her bed's not working. I'm like, oh my God. It's like, it's like 9.30 at night. I'm like, oh my God, am I really driving to Philadelphia right now? 
And I remember turning to Tiff going, I'm so sorry, love. I'll be back in five hours. Get in the, got dressed, jumped in the car, drove down the turnpike, fixed her bed, drove back home. Obviously, Tiff's sleeping right now, but Tiff was on board. And I didn't get any negative attitude from Tiff. That's the difference. Tiff didn't go, well, I can't believe you chose her over me. I can't believe you chose the patient over me. She knew that the, the, where we're going, that's part of the obstacle. Because I, I, got, I got to do that to get the prize. That's a subconscious thing, though, right? Because Diana does that. What you just said, like, I'm smiling ear to ear right now, honey, if you can see, well, you're going to see it, but because that happens, mm -hmm. like we're getting ready to do something. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, Ralph, I need this. And I'm like, babe, yep. I know. Yep. And she goes, it is what it is. I get it. Like, right. And, but, it, and then me as a person, I go, wow, I got to find a way to make it up to her because then I do the whole bid com in my head. It's like, well, was that a bid? And I ask her now, now it's at the point where I'm just like, did I just miss a bid? <laughs> right. Cause if I missed a bid. I will, we'll do what we have to do. And then right. I'll come back home and I don't care if I'm up to four in the morning. I don't care. Like right. I'll do it. She goes, no, no, no. Like you're right. good. We're good. Right. Yeah. Right. But is it a subconscious yeah. thing? Like, I feel like some people, and I'm going to say in this instance, cause we're talking about our ladies, our women, it does. I don't think that, like, did you ever have that conversation with Tiffany where it's like, I need you to be on board or we're not going to work. Cause I've never had that conversation. It just naturally happened. So do you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like it's just naturally one day I was like, we're well, doing this. And it's like, Cool. It and probably will happen, Ralph, eventually. It didn't happen with me and Tiff for probably 10 years of marriage. And then I, I would have an idea to do something and I would pick up that Tiff's against it. And I'd say to her, you're not, you're not, you're not on board with this, are you? Mm. Cause I'm really not. And I, I abandoned really? right, right away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's happened. It's happened with properties we were going to buy to build, build, build out a Blue Ridge winery, Lehigh Valley edition. She wasn't, she's like, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I'm like, we're not doing it then. Ladies' intuition, huh? Or right. women's intuition. It's huge. It is. It's huge, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, for some reason, they just have a sense of, I don't know, they kind of know, you know? But in, in this whole thing we're talking about of making decisions that are, that you're going to love who you are tomorrow because the decision you made today, that's really what we're talking about here. I'm making decisions based upon my own long-term peace of mind. The law of excluded alternative. I'm making this decision now, and I'm fully aware that by making the decision, I am unchoosing everything else in my life. And is it worth it? That's the question we should ask ourselves. When I choose this, I know I'm unchoosing Tiff. I'm unchoosing Maggie. I'm unchoosing Joseph. I'm unchoosing Natalie. Is it worth it? And, and could I stand in front of them and say, guys, I did this because of this, this, and this. Do you understand? And they would go, oh, yeah, we get it, Dad. We understand. Or would they go, bad choice, bad choice? Because if, put it like this, if, if you're someone that earns $150,000 a year and an extra two grand isn't going to change anything. Why do it? Why would you be doing that? But a lot of times we get caught in these ruts and we're in the rut of like, this is what I do and this is who I am. And this is where I find my self-esteem, my self-worth in making money. So I'm going to make the additional two grand by being here till two, till another two hours today. But I gave up time with my, my wife and my kids. It's not worth it. Right. And they, the kids would go, well, is that going to change our life even for one second? And it's not, it wouldn't change anything, mm. but, but we don't realize what we're trading off. We don't realize it. It just not, isn't worth it. You know, I mean, it's just, I know. No, that's cool. I think, I think a fair assessment would be, and it has to do with your decision, like how the decision gets made. It's like, do this now so that you can enjoy spending home, spending nights at home, brushing your kids' teeth. I just love that comparison. It's like you're working right, right. the decision you do now, like for me, like I don't have kids yet, but we're trying, but the decisions I make now I'm hopefully making 
because I'm in the state of mind where it's like, okay, if I'm doing this, whereas by five years, 10 years, I'm, I'm trying to see into the future. Mm-hmm. Anything could change, but it's still a thing. So it's like, okay, if I do this now in five years, hopefully the decision I make now, I can take my kid to a soccer game and not have to worry about anything right. on the back end. Right. That's what I'm taking. That's what I'm, that's what I got. And I hope everybody that's listening got, right. took that out of it because right. that's what it is. The decisions I'm making now are going to have that long-term effect mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. where I'm trying to go. Like, right. okay, if I do this now, staying away till three o'clock, editing an audio book, things like that. Mm-hmm. Let's hope that this puts me in five years to where, yeah, everything you made now, now you can outsource it to somebody mm-hmm. else so that you can do this today mm-hmm. or do that yeah. and so on and so forth. It really is. It's, it's, the, it's the element of pay now, gain later. You know, you're going to pay. You're either going to pay now or you're going to pay later. And whenever you pay later, there's interest on it, right? And I, I say, make decisions today that you will love the future you. And that's it. That's what working out is about. That's what studying, that's what adding value to your head, like, you know, listening to books, things like that. If you do things today that you'll love who you are tomorrow because of it, you'll be a happier person. Your life will go in the direction you want. But most people, they, they, they may, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of people, they, they, they get stuck in the, in the doing nothing. And they think I'm going to, I'm going to wait to be inspired. And you're, you're never going to get it. You know, action comes before inspiration. You know, it's always the action, then the feeling. It's never the feeling, then the action. And it, once, once you get moving, the feelings will come. And then the, the goal is to keep momentum going in the right direction. And it's one of those things, Tiff, every morning I drop, I, I get up, I, t- I, I, get, I go wake Maggie up, I wake Joseph up, they go downstairs, I then jump in the shower. By the time I'm out of the shower and I'm down the steps, I expect that they will have their shoes on and their backpacks ready to go. And we're, they're at the door waiting, right? And we get in the car. The moment I'm in the car, and by the way, I bring Matt, Natalie with me, I drive the three kids to school. And on the drive to school, it's about, you know, about an hour round trip by the time I get them there and drop them off and so on. Tiff jumps on the treadmill and Tiff is working out for that hour. And there's some mornings where she'll go, God, today was so hard to get on. And I always say to her, I go, but the moment you got on, it was easy, wasn't it? She goes, yeah, once it got moving, it was okay. Mm. It's the start stops most people. And every morning, no matter how Tiff's feeling, Tiff had it, she had a cold today. She still worked out. I need you to text me every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a night workout guy. Hey man, now. go to, hey man, at five o'clock in the morning. Hey dude, right. I know you're not. And uh, <laughs> just so I could go, you right. son of a gun. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Man. I, I, mean, I really believe when it comes to that type of stuff, create workouls you enjoy that we'll stick with them. I just hate working out in general. Oh, really? I used to, I used to love it, but I just, now it's like, yeah. I, I make excuses. I'm, right. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't. Yeah. Yeah. But the law of excluded alternative, it's affecting everybody every minute all the time. What are we choosing and what are we unchoosing by choosing what we're choosing? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks, bro.